Hey, it's Clay. Welcome back to another episode of the Money with Clay podcast. We are talking some Nigerian scams, which shockingly, apparently still work. And I I thought this was maybe like a fake headline when I read it, because for me at least, and I realize the world does not revolve around me, but it's almost like the punchline to a joke, right? If you're saying, oh, what? what well, make sure it's not a Nigerian, you know, prince or make sure it's not a Nigerian something. If you're, you know, if something sounds too good to be true or, if, you know, if you're if your friends or somebody's telling you something about some opportunity they have, I could very well, if it were me or I, or I've had it thrown my way, well, yeah, is it like a Nigerian prince? Is it like, you know, somebody needs, so it's almost like the punchline of so many jokes, yet I guess it still works. And I will, I don't want to, overblow it because I don't think the I mean the number's big but within the grand context of things it's not huge but according to this headline Nigerian prince email scams still rake in over $700,000 a year and I thought you know that's actually quite interesting because at this point in this day and age of technology and when I mean day and age I mean email is not new I can understand and I can see why, let's say back, I mean, I, I, I think back in 2002 and I go back to that year because that's when I graduated from high school. I mean, internet was just not starting to come out, but like the whole idea of high speed internet was brand new. Uh, when internet first came out for me, it was what, like, I think sixth or seventh grade with a, you know, those were terrible sound effects, but you know what I mean? The dial up and then you would get in trouble because... I'm waiting for a call, you know, my, as my mom's yelling, are you on the internet? Yeah, I'm trying to do homework. Get off the internet. Oh, okay. So you, I tell you what, and here I realize this sound, this makes me sound totally old and crusty. You kids these days, you don't understand how nice it is to be able to walk around with the internet in your pocket when the internet used to take up the phone line and you literally could not get any phone calls in if you're on the internet. But ah, the good old days. Back, back when I had to walk to school in two feet of snow, no shoes, uphill both ways. Those were the days. But at this point, email's not new. Like it's it's just, I mean, none of this stuff is new. Sure, there's always new technologies, but the overall idea of technology, it, it, I, so how do, how do people still fall for this stuff? I mean, I know, and I did read ahead on this article. I know what the article says, but I mean, I think anybody could tell you the main core reason why anybody would fall for a $700,000 scam. You could say, well, because they're stupid. Yeah, but the source of their stupidity, what is causing the stupidity, I think it's, it's, it's blatantly obvious. But I just had to go through this because, I mean, at this point in time, it, if you are that desperate, if you are that greedy, where you are going to allow yourself to fall for something like this, you know, you, you might want to change your thought process towards just how to make money, how to build wealth, and just kind of life in general. Because, I mean, look, listen, everybody's greedy, greed's a, 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 a temptation that everybody faces. So, I mean, I'm not saying this like I've never felt the urge to be greedy at all in my life. I'm not saying it like that. But if you have this amount of greed in your life that's going to allow you to make and be stupid like this, I mean, that's that, that's not how you build wealth exactly. That's not how you really get ahead in life. So picking up with this article, the Nigerian Prince email scam is perhaps the longest running internet fraud. 
Actress Anne Hathaway even joked about it in her monologue on Saturday Night Live over a decade ago. Also called Nigerian letter scams or foreign money exchanges, these typically start with an email from someone overseas who claims to be royalty. The fraudsters lure you in by offering a share of a huge investment opportunity or a fortune they can't get out of the country without your help. Then they ask you for either your bank account number so they can transfer the money to you for safekeeping or for a small advance payment to help cover the expenses of transferring the money. That's when they'd either take your payment and disappear or worse, drain your bank account. Americans lost $703,000 last year to these types of frauds, according to a new report by ADT Security Services using data from the Better Business Bureau's scam tracker. As long as these types of scams keep working, people will continue to use them. Uh, Anja Salom, ADT project manager, tells CNBC, over the past three years, ADT calculated the Nigerian scam letter scams have cost victims on average $2,133. Or $2, so on average, it sounds like people are willing to send $2,000 because the one was, okay, send us some, which seems like the one that would probably be the most, I think that's, if it were me, I could see that working on me better than anything else because I don't know, giving away my bank account numbers, in this day and age, that seems like just such a no-brainer. But I could kind of see, and this is like a small, small kind of, I could kind of see, well, send me $2,000 because that's how much it's going to cost me to, to make the transfer. Okay, I, I can kind of see that. But even that, now what I think about it out loud and say it out loud, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm sending you $2,000 so you can make the transfer, but still, where are you making the transfer? Because I haven't given you my bank account numbers, so how exactly is this helping me at all right now? Because, so I'm paying you $2,000 to transfer it to some other account, and then what? Where's my guarantee that I get any money out of that account? So even as I say that, that doesn't make any sense. How can it be either or? If you're paying to cover the transaction costs, fine. Transaction, transaction costs to where? So those people are just doubly stupid now that I talk about it. Am I, am I missing anything? No. If I'm paying somebody to cover the tran transfer fees, but I'm not giving them my bank account number, or is it supposed to be both? I need to go back and read, because that's, that's actually really stupid for people. Uh, let's see. They then ask you for either your bank account number so they can transfer the money to you for safekeeping or for a small advance payment to help them cover the expense of transferring the money. Right, transferring the money where? Because if you don't give them your bank account number, then where are they transferring it? Why would you fund, why would you give them a small quote unquote advance payment? Oh my goodness. Wow, all right, so this just got even worse. And isn't it weird how sometimes, and this is why my, my kids, my wife, Abby, she's used to it now, but sometimes I'm, I'm walking around like talking out loud. And it's not because I'm, maybe it is because I'm crazy, but the main reason I'm doing it is because it's weird how when you do talk out loud, especially because I do lots of videos you know, on YouTube and stuff like that, so just talk out loud to figure out what I wanna say. Because sometimes I could just, if you talk out loud and then you're like, wait a second, you start to realize things that, and I don't know the psychology behind it, but you, you, miss, you miss things in your mind. Like somehow your, your, your mind has the capability to skip over certain bits of details. Where when I was reading that, I, I clearly, it, it didn't just didn't even dawn on me that, that none of that actually made any sense to pay for the advance payment. But then you talk out loud and you're like, wait, wait, what? So I would encourage you, a little life hack that I find uh, very helpful for me, just talk out loud once in a while. I mean, 
choose a time and place, um, and, and your kids will get used to it. They'll always question, Dad, who, Daddy, who are you talking to? To myself, to myself. And that's all you got to tell them. But anyways, so the average is $2,000, which is, I mean, that's a lot of money. So, I mean, $2,000 just poof, gone. So the headline as the article goes on, why people fall for these scams and how to stay safe. Well, we kind of already answered this, but we'll, let's make sure. What, what, do, what does the doctor say? Because we're, we're going to hear from a social psychologist here. The reason these scams are so effective is that they present victims with a perfect storm of temptations. Dr. Frank McAndrew, a social psychologist and professor of, at Illinois-based Knox College, tells CNBC, first, these scams play on people's greed. Many times, the scam is set up in a way where victims are promised they'll make a hefty financial profit without much effort. Oh, doesn't that summarize a lot that's going on in society right now? Hey, I deserve X amount, and X amount is a pretty good size of money for doing this. And doing this is, well, I mean, nobody's going to debate that maybe that's not hard work, but that's also work that really a lot of people can do. And when a lot of people can do a job, that's why it doesn't pay that well. You know, I have nothing against people that want to start off working at McDonald's to work their way up, but a lot of people can be taught how to salt some fries, how to drop some fries in, a, you know, um, the, 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 in the fryer, you know, how to flip a burger. I mean, a lot of people can be taught how to do that. That's a skill that a lot of people have. Again, nothing against that job. That's great. If your goal is, hey, I gotta, I'm going to become you know, McDonald's CEO someday, and I got to get my foot in the door somewhere, I'm going to start at flipping burgers. That's cool. In fact, I, I really applaud that. Just get your foot in the door and start to work your way up. Then I'm going to become a manager. Then I'm going to go here. Then I'm going to become, you know, awesome. But I mean, to sit there and think that, hey, I flip burgers. I should be making a whole lot more. Why? You flip burgers. I mean, that's just, again, same exact, uh, same exact you know, premise here. Uh, let's see. Uh, in most successful scams, the fraudsters also prey on your desire to be a hero. We get the opportunity to feel good about ourselves by helping another person in need. No, that's garbage. <laughs> that's garbage. It's because they want money, okay? McAndrew says, after all, what could be more noble than helping an orphan in need or helping some poor soul recover money that rightfully belongs to them in the first place? Right. I see. I, I can see that being a little, little small amount. But let's let, I mean, let's just keep it real here. Those people are in it because they're saying they're seeing money, they're seeing dollar signs, okay, and they're justifying it by okay, well, but I, I'm doing these other things, and okay, so I could see if if this person said you know this was the way they justify the greed, I'll, I'll go that, but I don't think it has anything to do with them wanting to be a hero. I think it has them wanting, it's it has everything to do with greed, and then they can use these other things to maybe justify the greed, but it's still greed nonetheless. <laughs> I I don't even know why this next part is. Well, I guess I do know because people apparently still fall for it, but the best way to not fall for these is to recognize them for what they are. Experts say these types of emails are typically unexpected and from an unknown sender. Some email providers may even automatically send these to your spam folder. If this email or if this type of email does land in your inbox though, don't send money or give out your personal information to strangers, no matter how sad the story or enticing the words. Like I was saying at the beginning, in this day and age, I would assume this is all common knowledge. I mean, even for my parents, I feel like they, they know to just get rid of all the junk mail, you know, just get rid of it. And junk mail is Nigerian princes and everything else. But 
I mean, what was the number? $703,000. If you do fall for the scams like these, McAndrew ads, don't feel bad. No, feel bad. You are a greedy savage. <sighs> Remember that lots of others have made the same mistake. No, they haven't. They have not. $703,000 is, is a lot of money, but it's not a lot of money. I mean, our, the, the GDP, the gross domestic, domestic product of the United States is trillions of dollars. This is like a drop in the bucket. If you fall or if you come even close to falling for one of these scams, you are a greedy, greedy savage. Uh, let's, the scammers out there are also luring us into a relationship before this thing occurs, which simultaneously builds up a sense of trust which then causes us to almost feel a sense of obligation to provide them, uh, to help them when need arises, he says. These scams are expensive, but they're, not, but they're not the worst. Overall, Americans have lost 26 million to scams last year, according to ADT. While the Nigerian print scam can cost a lot if you fall for them, investment fraud and romance scams are the most expensive for victims. Uh, investment fraud of all types, including Ponzi and pyramid schemes committed over the past three years, cost victims an average of $8,600, according to ADT. Victim of romance scams, sometimes referred to as sweetheart scams, lose an average of $6,000. Okay, and then there's a big graph here of all the biggest scams. I don't know, there are so many scams out there. Sweetheart scams are similar to foreign money exchange scams, but they generally start with an online dating website as opposed to by email. Fraudsters create fake dating profiles and pose as users looking for love. They spend time talking and getting to know their victims. Once there's a level of trust build up, they ask for money and play on victims' emotions. Many times, these scams target the elderly. That one makes more sense. I can see that. I can see, uh, you know, you, because it takes a little bit of time. You, you get an emotional connection. But, you know, it all goes back to, okay, wait a second. Now you're needing some money and stuff like that. But I that one... I can see a little bit more uh, it being done out of compassion than rather than just pure greed. And then, you know, it just goes on to say that, uh, let's see, the most popular type of uh, this, uh, the most popular type of scam, I have not read this part of the article. Um, the most popular type of scam Americans report is phishing, which occurs when cyber criminals send fake emails to you that either attempt to retrieve personal information or infect your device with malware. These types of scams grew by 7% over the past three years with over 20,000 incidents reported in 2018, according to ADT. Yet despite their popularity, the average victim lost uh, in these types of scams was only about $44 per victim. The number of healthcare scams rose in 2018, leading to $290,000 in losses last year. These types of frauds include schemes that charge you for help getting new insurance, Medicare fraud, and fake medical discount programs. See, I would thought that would be huge compared to the, the, the Nigerian scam. That was only 290,000 compared to 703,000. Anyways, the moral of the story, you, you understand. Listen, if you are, I mean, even tempted at any of this stuff, and I, I do this more so not to lecture you because I, I realize that I'm pretty sure that 99.9% .9 of listeners to this podcast do not fall in this category, so you don't really need to hear this. But I just did it because I found it kind of fascinating that these scams apparently still work. And they work because people are greedy. People, uh, what, what, what did the person say? They want to make a hefty profit for as little effort as possible. And, you know, I already went down the, the little rabbit hole there that that presents as far as its correlation with society. 
But, you know, there's better ways to go about things. There's better ways to make progress in life than having to uh, fall or allow yourself to even come close to falling for some sort of gimmick like this. So just keep that in mind. And um, like I said, more so just kind of an entertaining one, kind of a, almost that tongue-in-cheek comical because it's, it, it's, I mean, it's, I don't know. Do I feel sorry for those people? I guess, I mean, I feel, so, I don't know. If I'm being honest, I don't even know if I feel sorry for those people because come on, it's like the, even as the article said, people are, it's like a joke on Saturday Night Live. It's, it's the punchline of jokes. So I don't know if I feel bad for him, but what I do know I feel is I feel good that you're a listener on the podcast because I know that I really don't need to turn this into some big lecture. I can just read it, throw out some points, and um, I, I'm pretty sure nobody's going to be disagreeing with what I'm saying here, that it's pure greedy savagery, and that's not how you're going to get through life. That's not how you're going to build long-term wealth. You got to take things with a plan. You got to take things and step by step, and then you sit back and let the process do its thing. But the process is not all of a sudden clicking your fingers or clicking a mouse button, having a Nigerian prince shower you with money. So yeah, if you know anybody that's uh, potentially like, hey, I got uh, an email and I'm doing this or this, you might wanna just send them this article over and be like, hey, listen, here's, because this, this article does have a nice little diagram about all the different scams out there. So if you know somebody that maybe needs, uh, needs kind of a, a bucket of cold ice water in their face, send them over this article. So thank you as always for hanging out and I will see you back next week. Thank you so much for hanging out and listening. Before I go, I wanna just make your attention to a few things. First off, if you enjoyed the show, then make sure to help us out in the iTunes, especially if you could leave us a rating, that goes a long way and just assists me in getting the word out there and I, I genuinely would appreciate it. Second, if you find yourself either in debt or just feeling like your, your personal finances are kind of out of control or could be much more efficient, then I would encourage you to go to moneywithclay.com and check out the Slab Money Method. That is the course that I put together as a former process engineer that outlined every single step, step by step by step with documentation, with forms to fill out, that'll put you on the path, the exact path I used to pay off $163,000 of debt and get myself to the point where not only am I debt free, but I am now able to build wealth and build wealth in an efficient uh, manner. So if you're curious and interested in that, again, moneywithclay.com and that is the slab money method. And no, this is not all some massive sales pitch when I say that it works, it truly does. And I back that up with more than words. My action behind those words is that course comes with a one year money back guarantee. So if you try it out and you're not making any progress, you're not seeing any progress, then I will refund you the cost of the course, which is very minimal to begin with. And then finally, make sure to check us out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, just look up for Money With Clay and you will see us there. Again, thanks for hanging out. I'll see you back next episode.